0: Welcome to episode 18 of Pals with Bill Wadman. This is Bill Wadman's pal Molly Goldstein. Um and today we are turning the tables and I am asking him the questions.
1: Yeah. And pe- people probably think that I'm running out of people to talk to, but cuz I haven't had an episode in a few in like couple months. But that's not it at all. I've just been busy and trying to organize with people. I have like four episodes recording in the next week. So this is going to, we're going to get busy again. So get
0: ready for more pals. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: And in case you hear it, we have an extra pal today, which is my dog, Maggie, (laughs) who hates everybody, but seems to really enjoy Bill. That's
1: right, Maggie.
0: She's here hanging out with us. And um,
1: she may make grumpy dog sounds.
0: Yeah. I feel like we might get some dog sounds.
1: I think we'll survive. I think so too. Uh,
0: all right, so where do you want to start? All right, so let's start. At, let's do this Mark Marin style and okay. start at the beginning. Mark Marin style. Yeah. Um where did you go to school and where did you get your first inkling that you might be interested in photography?
1: So so in uh kindergarten. Yep. I no, <laughs> um
0: I was there. I was really, Mark goes way back.
1: He does generally, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. He's just like, oh my fa-. so what what'd your folks do for a living? Exactly. Right? That's his classic <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. You know? Uh no, I um I grew up in Connecticut and uh I went to the University of Connecticut for a couple of years uh as an engineering major and decided I didn't like engineering. Um or rather, liked engineering, but didn't want to do math all day long. Fair. You know? Fair. Um, and I ended up having a, uh, uh, I took some music classes. I mean, I had been a piano player all growing up <clears throat> and took some music classes and decided to switch to music and went to music school up in Boston at uh, Berklee College of Music in Boston. And But none of this had anything to do with photography. Right. right. So I have my music degree and photography was not at all part of it. I, I played with cameras as a kid. But mostly, it was all uh, it was all music all the time for me. But I think the commonality between music and the photography, and sort of definitely the music that I kind of did, which was like more technical recording, synthesizer kind of stuff, <clears throat> is that there's a there's a there's an art and a science sort of right. duality to it, definitely. And I, I mean, I think that it's the same thing with what you do in film editing, right? It's you know, you can't be a film editor not understand any technical stuff. No.
0: We we say that it's it's a the the school where I teach the edit center and where I got started. We say it's a third personality, a third creativity, and a third technical.
1: Yeah, right, right. You have to be able to get along with people. You have to have yep. some creative ideas, but you also have to be able to implement them. Yes, and know how the hell to do that. Yes. Right? So photography is the same way as recording. So it's it's all it's 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 a very technical pursuit that also has an artistic element. And I will I will admit. That in many ways, when I started taking pictures and I bought my first like sort of big boy camera in 2000, 1999, I think it was. Yeah, 99. I bought a Pentax K1000, which is funny because I use Pentax now um, again after many years. Um, but but it was more about the technical side than it was about.
0: So that's what got you sucked in was the yeah. tech.
1: The it's gadgets. like, it's like, oh, you know, the aperture of this and what does it do when I turn this thing and how does shutter speed affect exposure and how does aperture affect exposure and depth of field and, you know, like film speed and like all that kind of stuff was interesting to me in a, it doesn't make any sense to somebody if you don't know, if you walk right into it, it's not immediately intuitively.
0: It is the stuff that I, I feel like I've had all that stuff explained to me multiple times. Yeah. And my that's the kind of thing my brain just doesn't hang on to. Right,
1: right. And, and my brain does hang on to that, but I never really had the knowledge. So I just sort of jumped into it from a, oh, I'm going to figure all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big autodidact. So I've never taken a photo course in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never assisted anybody. Like, I'm completely self-taught. Like, I'm going to yeah. do it. I'll figure yeah. it out. And, you know, but there are a lot of things... It, Unless you want to be a lawyer. And even then, there are like two or three states where you can actually still read the law and go take the the law, the, 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 uh, what's the hell's the thing called? The bar bar. exam. Yep. And I think in New Orleans, you can just read, read the law as it's called and just go take the thing. And if you pass the exam, you're a lawyer, you know? Right. Um, I think that there are people who sort of learn this stuff from going to school and there are people who just sort of figure it out. Right. I know a lot of, a lot of computer programmers, like people who are friends of ours. Yep. Who, One might have a PhD and the other one never went to school at all. And they have a very different way of looking at it. Yep. Maybe one not necessarily more valid than the other, but different perspectives, you know, both equally valid.
0: I think school gives you a kind of structure to it. Like I found if I'm learning a software or something, I need the initial structure to be like, here's the overview, here's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And then I can be like, okay, I'm off and running.
1: Yeah, I spent Um, uh, two hours the other night. My wife was out of town. I spent two hours watching a Blackmagic DaVinci Resolve color tutorial. God bless you. And this woman who was teaching it was really good. She's from Blackmagic. It was like one of their two-hour, like, let's get started with coloring stuff. and, and, And not like, you know, your average person who doesn't know anything about computers or video could understand what they were saying. Right. But if you have some background in this and they're just like, Oh, here's how you do that thing. And you go, yep. Oh, okay. You know? Yep. Um, and I just, I was like a sponge. I was just sitting there like, Oh, you couldn't get my eyes off it. Like, yep. give me more. I wanted to watch it at double speed. Just like <laughs> feed me, you know, just
0: like so good. all in. Like in the
1: matrix, you know, And yeah. it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> I know Kung Fu, you know, yeah. um, it's a little bit like that with yep. me. So uh, photography really was that to begin with. Like, let me see if I can do that. And then uh, I started enjoying it more. And then I started I mean, I don't know if this is something people do in film, but basically imitating other people. Right. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to edit like that guy yep. just to see how he or she does it.
0: And what kind of pictures were you taking? Like, what were you drawn to?
1: Well, I, you know, I almost from the beginning, it was portraits. It was people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a people person, right? Like mm-hmm. I... I talk a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> um, it, it, for me, it's all about um, the interaction with the person. The f- The photo is great. If it comes out as something really interesting, great. But I could have a nice hour-long conversation with somebody, take a bunch of pictures, and I get something that's okay. Right. But not really anything that's – it's not going to make my portfolio. Right. And I'm fine with that if I had a really nice interaction with them. Right. Um, but, but, you know, you, you, you know, I started taking portraits and then there are people, you know, you, you get certain, you get heroes at different stages of your career. Absolutely. And you, and you think, oh, you know, that guy's stuff is amazing. I want to shoot like him. And then you figure that out. And then years later you go, I don't know why I like that guy so much. Right. <laughs> yep. You know, this is like yep. the classic thing. Um, and so, so I started doing that and there was, there's a guy, Timothy Greenfield Sanders, who's kind of a friend of oh, mine yeah. now who uh, uh, shoots with like one light and an 11 by 14 camera, big view camera. And his people are basically just standing in the middle on gray seamless. Like that's his look, you know, it's sort of like the Avedon stuff on white, but even less interesting. And I I love you, Timothy, like in many, you know, like he's got a thing (laughs) and he does it and he's very successful at it. I loved that stuff. And sometimes I try to do that stuff. And a lot of times I don't do it that well. Like I'm missing something that he's doing, right? like I understand all the technical stuff that he's doing and that's where it gets interesting where you say yeah. I'm doing it right. And I've yet, seen his lighting setup, I've watched and somehow mine don't have something that his has. Yep. Is it the fact that I'm not using a large format camera? Maybe. Is it the, you know, the size of the diffuser that I'm using on the light, like, the softbox? Maybe, maybe it's just the way I'm with the people. Right. You know, I, Or
0: something, it, some combination of all of these things that are driven yep. by his yep. intuition. Yep. So, you know, and his filter
1: it was either on Marin or one of those where somebody was talking about how uh at the beginning, you know you try to be all these other people, and in that way, you end up coming to your own style by taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yep. it's like you know baking yep. right, yep, it's like I'm gonna put a little extra chocolate chips in there, but like, man, you know what the cookies I really like I'm gonna put some butterscotch in there too.
0: Yeah, and you start learning. I mean, yeah, you start figuring out. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I think you picked that example because I cook a lot. I did, and I am not working. You don't right just now. cook a lot;
1: you bake a lot. I
0: do. I, I bake a lot, and I've been doing it a lot more because I haven't been working, and all of a sudden things open up to you.
1: Yeah, I was kind of expecting some cookies or something here. By the way,
0: there is a a chocolate and ginger marble banana bread on the counter
1: cooling over okay, there. Okay, over later. So just okay.
0: don't underestimate me. Is all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, but you know, but for me it was, it was all of that. And that's when I kind of fell into it and I started taking more portraits. And, um, when I, my, you know, my father died in 2005 and, and I really sort of took stock. I had a bit of a one third life crisis mm-hmm. where I was in advertising. I had gotten out of music school. I had fallen into advertising. I was making good money as an art director. I was designing ads. I was building stuff in Flash. I was, you know what I mean? Doing so all you that were kind of stuff. in this field of like making visual things. <clears throat> yeah, but it's weird because I kind of fell into all of that too. And I think that's what's interesting about it is that I, I fell into that whole side of stuff because I was a computer nerd and I was around in the mid nineties when the web revolution right. happened and I got out of school and I got a job working at an ad firm because I knew how to do HTML and cut stuff up in Photoshop and that just sort of snowballed, and yep. you know, like you, you fall into anything, right? That wind is insane. It is
0: really cold. <clears> we're we're recording this on a very cold day. It's like it five degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and 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 I, and I think that uh, uh, you know you fall into these things, and you, sometimes you it's not that like you are trapped, but you kind of stop for a second. And you go, yep. wait a minute, why am I riding on this treadmill? Yes, and I I had definitely had one of those, and I think part of it was that I. Um, a, I, I didn't really care about selling... I use the example of toothpaste. I was working on Colgate at the time. Right. And so I was just thinking, what, why am I... What do I care whether Colgate right. sells more toothpaste? Like... Yeah, and this is good money, but is this really what I want my life to be about? Is this what I want my
0: And it's so easy to get there because you're just like yeah. job to job to job and this yeah. will pay me and this is kind yeah. of okay and, and
1: And the money's good and you're living in New York and you're like, Hey, this is great. Yeah. Like look at me, I'm like living the life like you know, it's it's a little <laughs> it's a little bit like the the opening scene in any uh like like uh the Nicolas Cage movie, right where the Christmas one where he's like the super successful guy. And then he ends up with tay Leone or whatever. Yeah. You know that
0: movie. I, I have no <coughs> idea, but what movie you're talking about, but I feel like, you
1: know what I'm talking about? Most like super high powered guy movies. and he's super successful, but he's, he's miserable underneath, exactly. you know, and you're like, well, he just no. doesn't know what love is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Totally like that. <laughs> and, and it's not that cause I was perfectly ha- I wasn't one of those people who was miserable going to work. Right. I just wanted something more. Right. Um, and so I started taking, uh, started taking more pictures and showed some work to somebody and, uh, in, in 2000, this was like late 2006. And in 2007, I'd done a couple daily projects before, and I just started taking a portrait a day and I bought 365portraits.com and I, and that became the side of the day. And that got written up in all these magazines and stuff. And that sort of launched my career because I had tens of thousands of people looking at these daily portraits that I was taking. And, so
0: are you still working <clears throat> at the advertising agency? No, I my, was, I was, okay. well,
1: I, 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 I I had been freelance since like 2000. So Got it. I would take on jobs if they came along and Got I needed it. money, but I, so you're sort of balancing
0: this yeah, new career yeah. with the mm-hmm. old career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially what I'm doing now, doing my daily series and doing paid work, right. right. You know, it was just like paid work comes around. Great. You mm-hmm. know, but in between, I'm um, what what is the thing? Don't, uh, be creating, not waiting or, you right. know, is that well, something, something along those lines. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. um, so, so yeah, so, so that was 2007. And when I finished doing those daily ones and God, man, I met so many cool people that year. It's funny how sometimes there are these, there's these things that you do and you almost, you look back on them and they feel like dreams, Yeah. you know? Um. I, you know, there, the, uh, my, my friend, Pat DiGiusto writes, w- writes for wired and he and I were, I shot him for this, for my first one back, back in 2007. This is just an example. And he and I were both space nerds mm-hmm. and he emails me one day and he says, Hey, listen, there is a big documentary about the moon landings. Uh, and they're premiering it at the Rose center. <clears throat> and here, here's the number to call for the PR people. Tell them your press and you want to come. And you're like, okay. So I did. And my sister and I ended up going, I like stood on the red carpet, quote unquote. And I sat and chatted with six guys who walked on the moon. Oh my God. Right. And we ended up going, seeing the movie. And afterwards there's like a reception and I needed to shoot somebody that day. And there was a guy who had a cool mustache and my sister's like, you should go talk to that guy. So I go talk to that guy and I God, I can't remember his name. And I said, you know, I'm doing this thing. Would you mind? He's like, yeah. So we're going to take our pictures. So, you know, he goes, why do you want me when you got like all these guys down there? I said, well, there's a thousand people around them. And, you know, I don't yeah. right. He goes, follow me. We go downstairs. He goes over to Buzz Aldrin's table. He grabs a chair from the table next door, turns around, sits down. And they're like, John. Oh, my God. He knows these people. Uh-huh. Like he's friends with Buzz and his wife. So. He goes over to the wife and says, hey, this is Bill, blah, 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 blah. And I explain it to her. She's like, yeah, we'll get Buzz. Buzz, come on over here. Oh, my God. And I end up spending three, four five minutes with Buzz Aldrin oh taking god. his portrait, right? And this is just one example of many. And I'm not so a you're professional. So you're
0: one degree away from the moon.
1: Yeah. That's what you're saying. And I'm not a professional, quote unquote, professional photographer at the right. time. And here I am talking to yeah. this guy who's like a god to me. Yeah. Right? And, and and like that, I mean, I went to Imogen Heap's 30th birthday party in London. You know what I mean? Like we went out, uh, I was dating a girl in London at the time. We we went out to, I, I said, I really want a member of, some member of royalty. Somebody with like a title, you know? Yep. And she's just like, you know, there's this crazy guy named Lord Bath who does a TV show and has a safari park on his land. And he's crazy. And sometimes he lives in Notting Hill, but he has like, you know, one of these giant stately homes out in the middle of nowhere called Longleat. And so I write Lord oh lordbath at lordbath.co.uk he's, he's <laughs> I found his email address I send him an email and his people write me back they're like sure come on by so we get on a train we get in a cab we go to this house that was built in 1596 by Smithson oh my god and it's shut down for the season right and we're like up talking to the lord in his private residence inside the place and then the, his secondary like secretary guy gives us a private tour of the entire building like you know these things where you just go my god what uh, how did how i, did I, I get here, here? Yeah. right and there's so many of those things that that happened in like 2007 that it sort of by the end of it when i finished and did a year which by the way now after doing yesterday was 750 oh my god 365 seems like 365 yeah. you know right <laughs> But at the time, I remember the day I stopped and I kind of finished the whole thing. And I, w- I was uh, with my girlfriend and my mother and my sister were both in town at the time. And we went for a walk and I got an email from that guy, Tim the Greenfield Sanders, who I mentioned yep. earlier, who I had shot during this project. I contacted him oh, and asked him, cool. oh, I can go photograph him. And he wrote me a thing saying, hey, I noticed how you finished your thing. And he's just like, you did a really great job. Like, you know, that kind of thing. I kind of started crying. Yeah, of course. You know, you have these moments of like, oh my God, like that was, you didn't have to do that. Mm -mm. And so, so that sort of, I feel like that energy is what keeps me interested in photography. Mm -hmm. I guess that's where I was going with Mm -hmm. that. Because there's so many things that you do, you get burnt out and whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I think meeting and shooting people is what keeps me interested in it. And then the technical stuff, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not the most technical photographer in the world, although I'm pretty technical photographer. I'm not the most, you know, anal sort of photographer in the world. I don't need to get my exposure to within one tenth of a stop. and right. like, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not claiming to be the best server, but like, I'm pretty good at that stuff. Yeah. I don't think about that stuff anymore. So now it's just a matter of interacting with the people, and that's the fun.
0: And what is the difference, <clears throat> if there is one, between interacting with someone on the street with the camera and without the
1: camera? Uh, the difference for me isn't that much, although there are times with a camera, if I'm taking their picture, this is going to get me in trouble, I'll schmooze them more. Yeah. Because I need to. if I need to make you comfortable within three minutes. Right. Or if I'm going into some place and I have five minutes with somebody and I need to shoot them for work, like
0: uh, you got to charm. I can talk the talk, but I
1: need to be endearing. You know what I mean? Like I need to be charming. And so, you know, there are tricks to that, you know, if it's
0: share it, come (laughs) on, tell us your tricks.
1: I don't know. You know, how to win
0: friends and influence people. Well,
1: some of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've read the Carnegie book before. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Actually, if you read it now, it feels very out of time. Um, but you know if if you know if it if it's guys you i mean if it's people I know I'm going to go talk to, I'll find out everything I can about them and research what it is they're mm-hmm. interested in, mm-hmm. you know shot a guy who was like this big oil guy, it's like I learned everything I want to know about oil, went and shot him right you know right uh the you know the the if it's a chef, I want to know something about what they did and like oh it turns out they actually weren't a chef when they were younger, they went to school for psychology, and you go. Hey man, how did you end up going from psychology to, to chef, right? And right. instantly, it's like, oh, you know something about me, right? And, there's a background, there's a <clears throat> yeah. shared experience, and then they get talking about themselves, and they just let their guards down, right? Like right. that's the trick. Um, with with if they're straight women, I can flirt with them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's that, right? Yep. There's um, so all of that, yeah. I mean, it's a thing, but but I tend to, as a general rule, I think that that's maybe. 10% of my interactions uh-huh. are somewhat contrived. Yep. Just by necessity. Yep. I think 90% of them would be if I was sitting here talking to you without microphones, you and I would be having the same conversation. I think that's very true. Um, I mean, you've known me now for the last year and spent a few hours, more than a few hours with me.
0: Am yeah, I really well, different
1: off mic than I am no, on mic? Uh,
0: no. And I remember when you shot me Um, for, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> for she recovered, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, for 365 we met for lunch before, and yep. we were having the same conversation while I was in front of the camera that we had over lunch. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it was just... Although you and I could talk about our respective fields together for hours. For and, a long time. And everyone yes. around us is like, oh my God, would they just <laughs> shut up? No.
0: Which is why we're recording a podcast to inflict it on everybody else.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, that's that's really where it came from for me was this thing of people plus a technical thing right, that I have gear. to figure out. Yep. You know? Um, and then, and then I've become more, I want my photographs to look and feel like I'm, I was a painting nerd. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a photo nerd growing up. Mm-hmm. I like stuff that looks like paintings. Mm-hmm. I like stuff that. That, things that are paintings. Yep. um, so, for me, it was all about like oh how do i how do I make stuff look more like a painting right um and so that's where my technical side goes, you know? yeah, but yeah,
0: and you can see that I feel like in your three sixty five portraits, the lighting is very controlled, the color palette is very controlled yeah. like it it feels like choices were made like you might make as a painter,
1: uh, yeah, and that's what I try to do, and I think I'm getting better at it, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I used to have uh this conversation with other people, but like you know, there is the, okay, you, you know, you, you edit the way you edit, right? Maybe you should edit really differently than the way you edit. Right. There's an argument for that. And then there's an argument for no, get really good and refine the thing that you do do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like basically practice inwards or practice outwards. Right. I tend to be a practice inwards guy. Yep. Like I want to refine that thing I do, even if it does feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Yep. Um, Because I think you do get better at it by doing that. And you find the little parts that are a little rough still, and you, you you sand them down.
0: And you learn things. I mean, I feel like I have a range of styles I can edit in, and then there's a range of styles I cannot edit in. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you find- it, Because like, they
1: scare you, or just they don't come to you naturally. They don't
0: come naturally. Yeah. Like, you know, when I did Little Men, which is an Iris Axe movie from a couple of years ago, I was nervous going into that, because I had done a lot of much more, like, sort of shot-reverse-shot, much more conventional sort of Hollywood editing yeah. kind of stuff movies before that and iris stuff is very naturalistic it's a little more european and i was like i hope i can do this yeah and i did and i discovered that i had a feel for it and then i could i could tap but into is that, that something
1: that you need to turn on like you're editing a certain thing and you go oh they're looking for this kind of thing okay yeah i can click a switch in my brain and start you know what i mean that, it's, that, it's, half that, that
0: different? it's half that and it's half um what does this footage want You know, and some, but then I'll be working on another movie and feel like, well, I'm trying to use like a Hollywood, these are very simplified, obviously, but like, I'm trying to use a Hollywood approach. What if I try to use a European approach? What do I get if I do that? The thing I can't do, the thing that I've tried over and over again to fake and can't do is like a very flashy reality style. Like, like I just am never going to be the person who gives you the snappiest, uh, like Cutty montage with yeah. effects and music and whatever, I I can kind of fake it at this point. Sure. But it's never gonna be that good because it's yeah. not natural, it's yeah. not
1: intuitive. I, I I'm the same like fashion stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, put a really attractive person in really nice clothes with good hair in front of me with right. a light, like I can make something that your average person would see as fashion. Yeah. But I don't think I can make stuff that is really innovative and fashion-y. Like, yep. I just don't think that way. Yeah. I don't care. I think a lot of it is that I just don't care enough about... Totally. You know, like, if you're not into reality stuff, then editing reality stuff yeah. is just going to be anathema well, to the funny to you. thing is that I, I actually watch a lot of reality TV.
0: I watch a lot of trashy <laughs> shit. Like, I will own that. Um, I love... Like, I watch The Real Housewives and whatever. But there's a certain... Like, reality editing is incredibly technical, And it's about heightening. It's about taking what happened and making it more dramatic and putting on more music and more. And I don't do well with heightening. It feels
1: artificial. It feels faux. Yeah. And I just can't. It's very hard to get my brain to do that. that. That's my problem with shooting people in a way that's like entirely there to make them look good like yeah sort of a beauty shots vanity kind of yep. thing it's like yeah i mean i can do i know how to get it to look like you have no shadows on your face right i know how you know what i mean like yep. i know how to get it to look like you do your chin has a better chin line or whatever it is right but like ugh, right like that just feels so <laughs> sears portrait studio to me that i tend to rebel against that yep you know,
0: and I do think I mean, I would argue what's interesting is like differences and flaws, sure and, yeah you know yeah. All and of I mean that. and that so uh, years I'm very ago, sympathetic to that
1: I shot this guy Nuno, who uh uh is, is is a is a friend of mine now, and I took some pictures of him, and I used one of them for three and sixty five portraits and and quick backstory. The person before him on the series was a very traditional portrait of this girl sort of sitting in a window, this mm-hmm. woman sitting in a window. And people were just like, You stuff all looks the same, dude. you're in the comments, right? And so the next day I chose this picture where this guy's making this weird grimacy face. Yep. It was like a shot that I normally would throw out. Right. I chose as like the shot of him. And he was kind of annoyed by it at the beginning. And then six months later, he wrote me and said, I've come to love that picture. Oh, wow. And it's like this, you know, thing of me that I, I wouldn't have thought of, but like it took me a while to get used to whatever it is. And this has happened to me dozens of times over my career where people that's will so say that well, well they'll say yeah this wasn't the one i wanted before but now it's the one i want in my obituary or whatever right, right? and right. that's that's an amazing feeling because it's right. like you you captured them captured them i hate that word you photographed them in a way that the the way that they really are is somehow in there to the point where it makes them uncomfortable to look at yeah,
0: it? yeah. i mean i felt that i you know i think we're all I think we're all brainwashed to the point of like you're getting a photograph. You want to look like a magazine, you know? Like we've all yeah. seen so many of these beauty shots. And We can do that, and yeah, you. That's right. I, I'm <laughs> going to hold you. I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to take a good photo for my um, for my internet dating profile, Maggie. We're growling at the air here. What are you doing? Um, Maggie. yeah, you're okay. But when you took my picture, it was you got a side of me that everybody, all my friends and family looked at that and was like, "That's you."
1: Like yes. it's just too, like in a good way.
0: I'm yeah. I'm like smiling. I'm gesturing. I just look like my normal, opinionated, like happy self yeah right um, right and i think
1: you got right to the heart of that very quickly and i think there's some people for whom that makes them very uncomfortable yeah but i think ultimately people come around and say you know what like what is this this is right. portrait photography it's not glamour it's photography. not glam you know but i'm also at the same time not a gotcha photographer there are you okay. know there's like the classic stories of of use of cars and stuff grabbing um Grabbing the, the 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 stogie out of Churchill's mouth, so Churchill's like, Burr, right. and he takes the shot. Right? These are right. like the classic things. Avedon was shooting. Wait, which which is the guy who abdicated the throne? That oh yeah, um, Wallace Simpson
0: was the woman. The woman. Uh,
1: anyway, Edward Edward. Yeah. Okay. The two of them were shot by Avedon back in the fifties or sixties, and he came in and he knew they were like big dog lovers. Yep, and he. As he got them in front of the thing, he said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm in a bad mood. You know, on the way here, uh, the car I was in, we hit a, we hit a dog. And these, the people like made this face. Probably and like the this, face I'm making it's now. This, it's this really famous shot oh, of them so looking like, oh my God, what did you, you know, yeah. what, this terrible thing. Cause we love dogs. Right. And, and so it's, it's really interesting. Right. He, he, he uses that in a manipulative way. I right. would, I would never do that. I'm right. not that guy, but there are people for whom that like, that's fair ball. You right. know, like that's whatever I got to do to get the picture. Right. I'm going to do. Right. I I'm, think more, I'm more of a, a honey more, than vinegar kind of guy. Yeah. And you have
0: a little more of a, um, almost a documentary side, like a refined documentary. Yeah, yeah. But I want to like get a, the person
1: as they are. Right. Um, unless I'm trying to do something really, you know, commercial. Right. You know, or very specific. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to me.
0: How does your like commercial work compare with your,
1: um, with your personal work. Yeah. Uh, they're actually very close. And I, in the way that I like, actually, I think, I feel like the people who say, you know, I have a, I have a friend who does a lot of weddings, but also shoots a lot of, um, uh, botanical stuff. She likes flowers. Mm. And for her, it's like, she shoots the flowers when she has her time, Mm -hmm. but she shoots weddings when she has to make money. Right. And to me, I'm just like, I get to shoot people both times. Right. You know, and 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 I basically, people generally hire me to do what it is that I do. Right. Which is actually a real gift for me. Right. Although I do a lot of this sort of conceptually stuff Mm -hmm. and no one ever hires me for that. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why, because I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And just somehow I'm just like, no, give me, give me a budget where we can do something fun that involves, you know, conceptual building a set house. and doing conceptual stuff, yep. you know, like the, like the, you know, the crazy stuff, like the girl reaching for the moon or the girl in the right. mermaid thing, or, right. you know, any of my Drabble series, like this kind of stuff, people, no one ever hires me for that stuff. And I, I always get hired to do sort of straight portraits, which is fine. Like right. I'm not complaining about right. that, but it's kind of like, I, I'm, here's the thing that I can do that not a lot of people can do. Right. I'm surprised that isn't more common you can't, you can't control that, right? right. People are going to hire you for what they're going to hire you for. Yes, uh, I was just telling, I was just telling you as I walked in the door that I, I had a job that was like almost signed contract and then it fell apart at the last minute. But the job itself was like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. We went in and they were showing me comps of their ads. Mm-hmm. Half the pictures had my pictures in the comps. Oh my god! I'm like. I can do this. Oh my God.
0: It's so brutal. Although funny
1: enough that, you know, uh, uh, how, how odd it is though that, you know, yeah, I'm looking at the comps and yeah, they're my comps. And I don't know if you ever get this, but totally an angel devil thing where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, they want to spend all this money and they're going to trust me to take these pictures, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. then on the other thing, it goes, Dude, you're kind of one of the experts on what it is they want you to do. I mean, they wanted a Bill Wadman. So. Exactly. <laughs> like, why is it that you think you're un- you've been doing this for ten years. Yeah. You're like, yeah, so You've what won is awards, that? you've been whatever. Syndrome? You speak imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I was I was with a, a dancer friend of mine yesterday and and asking her about and she's like, no, I, I don't get imposter syndrome. I'm like, really? And then our waiter, who's a guy that I know who's an actor, yep. I was like, Ty, do you ever get imposter syndrome? And he said, he's like, oh, all the time. He goes, my whole life is imposter syndrome. He goes, I'm here as a waiter right now because I don't think I'm good enough to do the stuff that I've won awards oh. doing, writing plays in iambic pentameter and whatever, right. you know? Um, so yeah, all of that stuff's fascinating to me.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely, every time I start a new job, I sit down and I'm like, do I know? Do they really want me? Or you watch the dailies and I'm like,
1: I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't make this into I always wonder this because
1: like uh, when I'm writing music or editing video, when I edit video or pictures less, although with compositing kind of stuff, stuff where I have to like really start from nothing and sort of create something. There is this. there is like a there's an inflection point where it goes from, oh my god, how is this going to work at all to, oh wait, a, hold on a second. This has this is this has some yes. potential or like yes. oh the story is the story's in this scene. It needs to be tightened up. But yes. like it's all in there.
0: a hundred <laughs> percent. There's the like There's like, oh, this isn't, I tend to, I tend to go from extremes. I'm like, this is nothing. This is terrible. And then it starts to work. And I'm like, this is incredible. I'm the best (laughs) editor in the
1: world. But does it go back the other direction? Oh yeah. And then I
0: watch it back. I'm like, fuck, this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I try to go through those like, like. Roller coasters before the director's in the room. Yeah. Because once the director's in the room, that's their thing to do. You yeah. know, like yeah, 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 they yeah, 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 have sure. their own roller coasters. Yeah. And, and they're obsessing the, like, about
1: their whole thing. Yeah. You I know, be like,
0: no, it's okay. We're just going to work through it. We're going to follow the yeah, steps yeah, yeah, of the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. But no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Maggie's yeah. getting all busy on me. Aren't you?
0: I'm telling You're you, fall she does off? not like anybody Hi. and
1: she really is in love with Bill. It's weird, right? It's weird. Yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, I, I, and, and I find doing that kind of doing the kind of work that people hire me for, it really is just doing what it is that I do. I mean, I get back in that meeting. I'm just like, of course you can do this. This is what you've been doing for right. 750 days straight. Like, right. why do you suddenly think, right. and you have support and assistance right. and text and lighting and what, you know, right. you have everything you need and pre-production and whatever. Like, why would this be something that would scare you? Right. Well, because all, all you ever think about
0: there's somebody other than you who cares about the results.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and when I started doing uh, editorial stuff, like back in back ten years ago, um, I would be nervous going into editorial shoots because I'd yep. be like, oh my god, I only have an hour with this person, and this whatever result is going to be in a magazine, and it's right. like, oh, like, am I going to get anything that's good? Now I have trust that okay, I'll get something that's fine. Right. The question is whether I get something that is good. Right you know and the, and, and the I definition think, of good slides right yep
0: i think that's part of being a professional at anything actually is getting the point where you're like like i can get to fine you know yeah. what I mean? Like no matter what happens, I know that yeah. like I can make this look yeah. like something real.
1: Yeah. These people having conversation at a diner. Yeah. I can turn this into those can, people having conversation. Totally, at diner. And it will have a rhythm to it.
0: And what yeah. you know? I yeah. can pull the best out of the performances. Will it be good? That's the stuff you stay up at night. I mean, that's what keeps you up at night. Exactly. The, and,
1: yeah. and honestly, I mean, I think that, you know, you've edited tens or hundreds of hours worth of, of stuff, of narrative mm-hmm. stuff. And like, how much of it would you really want to show somebody who is a hero of yours? Walter Merch walked into the room, I can, it would be a 20-minute cut. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even find
0: a scene for my reel. Like, really? I just took all the clips down from my website because I'm like, I
1: don't know. It's too <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and so when people talk about, oh my God, this this artist or, you know, like, you know, Walter Merch is so amazing or whatever it is. And they're like, I I I'm um not lukewarm on Walter Merch. I right. don't think he's a god that some people think no, he is. No, I, d- I do not. But, you, but for a shorthand, let's yes. say him, right? <clears throat> Who's the guy who works for his people? Khan? Yes. But let's say someone, let's <clears throat> say like
0: Thelma Schumacher. Let's just say oh, a they're woman. fine. Schumacher. Let's just make our, our
1: legend a woman. Great, yep. sure. Um, that if you looked at all the stuff that she ever edited, yep. there's a lot of crap in there, surely. It, totally. And And the stuff that people talk about of any of these people is such a small, micro subset. It's such a good point. And it's the same thing with photography. It's like, well, this picture is not as good as your top five pictures you've ever taken. It's like, right? well, of course, I can't guarantee that it's going to be as good as the best picture I've ever taken. Totally. There's way too many variables in totally. there. Totally, You know?
0: How, yeah. And holding yourself to that standard is impossible.
1: Yes. Yeah. But so in some ways, you just have to make a lot of stuff for a long time and then think about it almost on a statistical level of – right. You know, yep. like my overall angle is my, 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 winner's number is going up slowly. Yep. Maybe it was 50% and then it's 52% and then yep. it's 58%. And it's like, okay, you can get it to where like you're making 80% of your shots. Right. You're still going to miss 20% of your shots. Yep. And not all of them are going to be beautiful where you turned around and shot from behind three point and right. just swished, you know? Right. Um, and I think a lot of people beat themselves up because they compare themselves to the best of other people. Yes. That's as opposed huge. to the whole body of work of some other people.
0: I also, and even you compare, like I have a thing, if I'm really in it on a movie I'm editing, I can't go see movies because, not just because all you see is cuts, which also happens to me, but <laughs> when a movie comes out in the theaters, it is f- finished you yeah, know they have sure. screened it not only <laughs> is it color corrected and yep. sound mixed and scored and all of that but like it's polished it's at the end point of all the decisions yeah, yeah. and i when i'm in the middle of all yeah. the decisions it's like too painful to see something where they've figured it all out I, that makes I, sense.
1: sometimes i wonder and i mean i know there's like a huge range of this but like i i wonder r- the first cut of some big block not blockbuster but like you know yeah a film made by the pros a great film yeah <laughs> any film yeah you know, I wonder what the first cut of the Godfather looked like. Oh, I guarantee like it was probably you, it was a awful. mess. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. too
0: long. I'll, I can tell you for sure, it was too long. Oh, yeah, well, that's it true of anything you man made. Yeah, but like, there is, there is. This is actually why it drives me crazy. I, I, I don't know if I've said this on the when I did my episode. But anyway, it drives me crazy when people list, uh, uh, release what are called scripts of these great movies yeah. and you read the script and it matches what you see in the final film. Yeah, yeah. That's not a script, that's a transcript. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, the script was not what was on screen. That, yeah. that,
1: Unless it's an Aaron Sorkin or a David Mamet movie.
0: Even them. <laughs> even them. I'm sure there was stuff Well, especially that got editing, cut, stuff that gets out.
1: lost in editing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: that is anything that happened, to call that a script really short changes the actors and the editor in terms of what changes throughout that process. Sure. Um, Spoken like an editor. It,
1: well, I mean, <laughs> what so, else am I? Don't we all, though, look at, you know, I, me looking at the ads in this meeting last week. Yep. I'm thinking- well, obviously the most important part of these photos is going to be that picture that's in the middle of it. Yep. And in this particular case, it's kind of true. Right. But in most cases, of course it's not true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No one can Flip, you know, I remember I was in a, I was shooting the CEO of TiVo once for Business Week. hmm And I walked in and I was supposed to have 45 minutes with the guy. And I walked in and his, his assistant was like, well, we, we, you know, we have 15 minutes, you know, in the schedule. I was like, I'm supposed to have 40. You know what I yep. mean? Yep. And I get in there and I set up my lights and I just took a couple of test shots just to see if the lights are working. He goes, are we almost done? Oh my God. <clears throat> and I looked at the guy and I forget his name, Jack, let's say I said, listen, Jack, you're going to give an interview. There's going to be a page of an interview on the left and there's going to be this photo of you on the right. 10 times more people are going to look at that photo and read the caption underneath it to see who you are. Right. Than they're ever going to read a damn word you said. Right. So just give me twenty minutes of your attention, right? I'm here to make you look good. Yep, yep. You and know? did it work? Oh, he shut up and let me do my thing. Oh, good. And I sometimes, I mean, there's also in my world, especially if you're shooting people who are quote unquote powerful. Yep. A lot of them are trying to do this power play BS, like trying to like right. you know trying to make it hard for you, or right. or just you know just trying to make you uncomfortable. Like it's yep. all these stupid gamesmanship crap that I just have zero time for. But that stuff happens, right? It's just like, dude, I'm here to make you look good. I'm not mm-hmm. here for my own edification mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, let me do my job. Totally. Like, I'm good at this. Totally. <clears throat> you know? Well,
0: and yeah, I mean, we get that in post, too. It's like, nobody, everybody fix it in post or yeah. worry about that later. Or if I need something while they're shooting, nobody wants to get it to me. And it's like, guys, don't you know that it all has to come through me? Yeah. Like, I'm trying, the better I can do my job, the better you're going to look.
1: Do you ever think, though, that, the, you know, you have people like Clint Eastwood who, famously shoot one, maybe two takes of any particular thing. Yeah. And I don't know who does his editing, but whoever does his editing doesn't have that much to work with. No. Is, is in, in, in my old recording days, there used to be a thing where, oh, we have the bass going through this compressor, right? That we're listening to. And like, that's while we're tracking, it's going through this compressor. So everyone could hear what it looks like the compressor. Well, if everyone likes the way it sounds, just print it with the compressor. Like, you might as yeah. well like if, if if it's if it's working, make decisions earlier in the process.
0: The thing is, that decision has to be really right. Yep. And
1: No, I understand.
0: There's a lot of times. But sometimes where, that
1: but don't we sometimes get paralyzed by the too many decisions to be make to be made yeah, later? I
0: mean and there's a line here. But yeah. I think especially in storytelling, you you just don't know how your thoughts and the story are gonna evolve.
1: Yeah, And there could be a particular take where, say, in your world, one of the actors looks a certain way or has a certain thing that's like, oh, that's magic. Yep. And if you don't have the right response to it for right. whatever reason, because there's only two takes of that, yep. and the person was, like, stone-faced on the other side, yep. you you have to cut that other – you know what I mean? You lose yeah. that moment.
0: And you get, like, you know, if a if a, um, a scene works really well in one take yeah. and it's like, this is amazing, this is perfect – Let's just do this. Print this. You know, we're gonna do this. And then later on, you're like, movie's too long. We're gonna cut this subplot. There's one line referencing that subplot in the middle of that oneer. Sometimes you're stuck if you you can't cut that line out. You, you know, let it stay. and you're like, I just need to cut out that one line, and I can't. Which means I have to keep this ten minutes of the movie in because otherwise, yeah. this doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, it's stuff like that. Like you you always evolve as an artist. Like there's a reason that, that single take things are really
1: hard to do. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I it's, it's, yeah. Just, there's so much of this though, that you like, while you're making something and I feel this way in shoots a lot is you're in the shoot, you're doing it. Time is passing. You can't be thinking about all the things you're supposed to be thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll take pictures of somebody and then go home and be like, Oh my God, his tie was flipped over. Yeah, totally. And I didn't notice it the entire time we were shooting because I had this connection with him and his face and his eyes. And sometimes if I'm working with an assistant who is someone I know or somebody I don't know, I'll be like, listen, I kind of get spun up in this stuff. I need you to tell me if the ties flipped over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 If there's something really obvious that I'm missing, just tap me on the shoulder and let me know because I'm not going to notice it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I worked on a movie once where a character broke his arm halfway through and we had scenes where he was wearing the cast and he hadn't broken his arm yet. And we had scenes where he'd broken the arm and he didn't have the cast on. Wait, did he
1: actually break the arm?
0: No, the the character did in the story. So so it was important that the cast be worn in the right scenes and it was fully never correct. So I had to do some cutting around the cast, you know? (sighs) And it's it's heartbreaking to cut around something for continuity. Like yeah. you just never want to be making choices based on continuity. Yeah. But- I didn't have coverage. That at the end of the day, it wasn't that big a deal.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I that stuff's so weird. And I, like, I try to be better about that kind of stuff. But like, if you're worrying about wardrobe, and you're worrying about keeping the person's attention, yep. And you're worried about the fact that the lighting ratio is right, yep. And you're working about the fact that their handlers are staring at you because yep. the time is going. And you're worried about getting whatever it is the art director from the magazine or the or the, or the ad firm said that they wanted the feeling you wanted to get from yep. them. It's like there are only so many things you can multi task at the same time totally. we're also looking through a camera at the person and pressing the right button yeah, at the right time totally and so yeah it's it's a that part of it is interesting but is the kind of thing you can't there's no learning it right it's just right. a matter of getting used to it and you
0: know? and and learning how to sort of metabolize some of that stuff and put it in the background yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and just sort of you know you're making tech and that's and that's where getting used to all the technical stuff comes, right? right? You right. know, if, if a director comes in and you start recutting something that you cut this morning, right? and he's like, no, move that over there and slide this over, that. you can't be thinking, wait, what's the keyboard command for? Exactly. You have you to know? get
0: it so that that's transparent because yeah. you've got enough other things to think about. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so for me, that's like where the science and the art line yeah. is. It's, it's a weird place for me. I you also know?
0: think good producers will protect you from that too. I don't know how this works in the photography world. Yeah,
1: but- yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Producers like on, like if my agent's on set producing yeah. the shoot, like yeah. If you need to talk about something, and there are people who are really bad who are just like, no one talks to the artiste. You know right, what I mean? That kind right, of BS yeah. stuff. Where like, I, I, I both that makes me my eyes roll. Yeah, and it makes me also think. Oh, there's a dog uh, climbing on Bill's mic. Everybody. everybody. Um, th- th- that is. I don't mind that. I can I can imagine why that's a thing. Yes. Because yes. there are times when it's like 27 people are talking to you. It's like, yep. I, I don't have the bandwidth for this. Totally.
0: And I think, you know, as an editor, I like to be informed. I like to know what's going on. But yeah. at some point, I also need to be protected because, like, I can't please 27 people.
1: No. I can maybe <laughs> please two. What happens when the director and the producer are giving you, like... Opposite producers like, dude, you gotta make this faster. Right. Like we're we're trying to sell this to these distributors and it's gotta have a better pace. Right. And the director's like, man, I just love how slow and deliberate this is. And like what do you do in that situation? Yep.
0: I mean it depends on who I agree with, honestly.
1: Oh, okay. You know, like so you'll you'll sort of like I did what I could, producer guy, even yeah. though because you agree with
0: or or if I agree with the producer, I'll dig in a little harder with the director yeah, because so it's, I think it could be better if we yeah. kind of pick
1: up the pace a little bit.
0: And like, no, really, let me show you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh. Sorry, we're getting we're bouncing back and forth I between know. these things, between the two genres. Wait, sorry, did you have a question?
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, the question I had a while back that I feel like we just sort of skipped over is that you're you also you know we have gadgets, we have people, but also you have this daily element to your work. Yeah, it's, a, this, it's like, like the
1: projects. Yeah, 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 pressure that you put I, on yourself. Um, I uh, there are multiple reasons for that. I I get depressed if I'm not working. Yep. if I'm not busy. Like if I were you and I wasn't editing right now, yeah. I'd be like, somebody give me footage. I want to like, I, I need, like I need to work. Yeah, Um, so I, I have depression issues and that helps with that. Um, it also, but if I was doing a daily thing where I was taking a daily street shot or doing architecture of New York, it wouldn't be the same. Right. I'm actually interacting with a different person every day for right. years. Um, which automatically gives me some mental juice. Are you an
0: extrovert? Are you like a true extrovert? to say where you get your energy?
1: <sighs> Does that mean that I would feed off of other people?
0: Yeah. It just means like extroverts
1: feel energized by interacting with other people. Yes. Yeah. And my wife is not. And she complains about that because I'll want to, you know, have more movie nights or go out to dinner with people or whatever right. it is. Because for me, that's where I eat. Yeah. For her, she'd rather sit in bed and read a book. Right. She's fine in social situations. It's not like she has yeah. anxiety. She just doesn't... It doesn't draw her in the way it does me. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I... Yeah. I, And I like different people and new people all mm-hmm. the time. You know? So interesting. I, I hate new people. Why?
0: Because it's... It takes so much energy. It's just... It's like a. I See, I'm an introvert. Yeah. To me, it takes... It is so much work. And it's usually rewarding... Yeah. But there's a minute where I have to just, like, steal myself and be like, okay, I'm going in.
1: Really? Yeah. Even, like, you come over our house and there's people you don't know, do you feel that way?
0: Um, or are our like,
1: friends nerdy enough that...
0: <laughs> well, you guys are good hosts, too. Like, there's enough sort we of, try like, to keep it going. Yeah. You, that I don't feel any pressure to, like, entertain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more, like, like... You know, like people listening to this podcast don't know this, but I'm single. And so if I'm going to a party, I yeah. have to really be ready to like engage. Do you worry like, oh my God, I'm going to meet some man. Like, is that, is that a thing? Do
1: I worry about it? Not no, I, worry, I but like, do you think? Happen. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I
0: should go to this party because maybe this is where I'm finally going to meet my husband. Yeah. And you you never um, know. Yeah, but it's been a long, it's been a long time and it's never, it hasn't oh, worked please. yet.
1: Um, yeah. No, but
0: I, I get but that. But I do think it's going to be work.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day who was like some online dating person and, and I, you know, I've been married for years. I've been Mm -hmm. with my wife for 12 years, but like when I was in a dating zone, I went, I went on like nine dates in one week once. Oh my God. I did seven dinners and two lunches. (laughs) Right. And like, I'm, I was fine with that. You know oh what I mean? God. That wasn't, that wasn't, I feel like
0: if I go on nine dates in a year, I'm like, I'm exhausted.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was, no. Yeah. I was just like, bring it on. And oh not all of them worked out. Not all yeah. of them were fun. Like some of them were a little crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, so, so yeah, I guess I am an extrovert in that yeah. way. I think that's one of the reasons why I like living in New York. Yeah. Is that it's just constantly people around. And so there's never a moment to yourself where you're thinking, Oh my God, I'm all alone. Like, you know, Yes. It's like, you can, if you want, go outside right now when it's eight degrees outside and there will be people walking on the street. Yeah. Yep.
0: That is true. And you can go down
1: the street to a bar or restaurant and there'll be somebody sitting at the counter alone. You can yep. start, start up a conversation with you If you're comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. There's people who just can't do that. Yeah. I've tried to get better. The daily thing, not that I'm awkward talking to new people. I'm certainly fine talking to new people, but cold walking up to somebody, mm. especially being like a six foot man. Right. You know, every woman thinks you're hitting on them. Right. And every guy is suspicious that you're trying to sell them something. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's all of those sorts of right. things, but then sometimes my, uh, Heather and I were in the park a few weeks ago and there was a woman we, I needed somebody and the lights was going down. The sun was going down and Heather said, what about that woman in the blue coat? So we walked over to the book. I said, Hey, excuse me. She's like, yeah, I'm like, hi, I'm Bill. That's Heather. She's like, hi, I'm Genie or whatever. You know right. what I mean? And, and I'm doing this like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. You know? So there are people who are really open to that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, because for every one of those, there's somebody who's just like, no, 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 no leave me alone. Right. And you, you know? have to just be able to roll with it. And you also have to be able to have that roll off your back and not right. feel like, oh my God, I just, I was just turned down by somebody. And- right. I'm worthless and right. no one wants me to take their picture because my pictures suck. Right. You know what I mean? Like all like, these they sort of, know. they just had some, you no, know,
0: absolutely. They just had a bad day at work and they want to get home. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Or somebody tries to sell them stuff all the time. Totally. You, know? <laughs> right? totally. you know? And so, so yeah, the daily thing for me is, is staying busy. It's making a lot of work. Yep. I don't think that, you know, one of the reasons why I started doing these daily things to begin with, like back in 2004 was this feeling of, you claim to be a photographer, you claim to be a, mu- a musician, you claim to be all these things. How often do you actually do them? Right. And it's like, no one can pull that, no one can call me a hypocrite Right. if you're making new stuff every day. Yep. You know?
0: And you do seem to have started this at a very fortunate time for the internet,
1: too. Like In 2007, yes. Yes. Now, it's because when I started doing this new series, which I have no followers on Instagram, but twenty four hundred followers like for for the amount of work i'm doing and the level i think i'm doing it at right it's like i there was a period because i don't really like instagram or any of these things uh there was a time period where that was if you got in at the right level you could have a lot of followers now but getting a lot of followers now yeah is very difficult it's very saturated right so it's sort of like so i got to the point where i don't worry about it like if Mm -hmm. people want to follow me and see it great but the few thousand people who do, mm-hmm. a lot of them expect it every day, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and and that's kind of like the fact that somebody's like, oh, what did Bill do yesterday? Yep, like th- th- that keeps me going, and it makes it so that there's never been a day where I've said, well, I don't want to do it today, right? The hell with it, like right. no one's looking anyway, right? You know, if I, if I was doing it for myself and just sticking them in a folder, you'd be more likely to do that. Right. But there's some accountability to doing it every day and posting it every day and mm-hmm. putting it out publicly every day. That, that I, I like, and it's a little bit of put up or shut up. Right. You know? Right. There's a lot of talk, Mm -hmm. you know, in all of our fields. Absolutely. And so I, I don't ever want to be one of those people who's all talk. Yeah. You know?
0: That's so funny. I have a friend who's a director who I met through the Sundance Lab who just made a movie uh, from a, a, a play. I don't want to say too much about it because I don't. I don't. They don't have the rights. I don't know. But he took a he took a one act play from a well known playwright. Two actor friends. They rehearsed it and then he shot it on his iPhone. And I just watched it and it is so fucking good. Yeah. And he said, you know, I'm trying to raise money for the next movie. It's really hard. He's teaching screenwriting. He's like, I just had to prove to myself that I could do it. I yeah. just had to get in there and make something. And it was so especially inspiring. the movie thing where it's
1: so slow. It's so slow. The process is – I mean, our, our, yep. our mutual friend Brad is putting together money to, like, to make this horror film that he wrote, Creature Feature. And, like, it's, like, a year that he's been raising the money. And they're, like, they're supposed to shoot in May and, like, it's rolling now. But, yeah. like, for a year, it's just – you're just sitting there talking about this thing you want to make. yeah, And then you get to the point, too, where especially with something as complex as a film – okay, now you need to start making one of the 10,000 decisions you need to make. Yep. And then you're terrified to make the first few because those all trickle down. And all you feel is the pressure <coughs> yeah. of how if you If I decide I'm going to shoot whatever. anamorphic and wide, like that changes everything about what I do, but yep. I need to make that decision eventually. So let's make that decision to move on. But what yep. if two-thirds of the way through the shooting, you're like, oh, this would be so much better if it wasn't so wide, this shot. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? No. Nope. But at the same time, you know, art is editing. So... Making those decisions is what making art is. Right. So just own it and move on. Yep. You know, in that Da Vinci Resolve thing that I was watching, the woman who's talking about it, she's like, you know, that's a little crushed in the blacks, but I kind of like it. So I'm just going to own it. We're going to go with it. You know what (laughs) what I mean? Like, (laughs) She's cute and endearing about it. But it's just sort of like, yeah. Yeah, She's like, it's not technically correct, but I like the way it looks. So moving on.
0: I think that is one of the most important things that you need is like an ability to balance the make the decision move forward yeah. and the you need to think about it a little more. Is this the best thing possible? Yeah. You know, yeah. like those are two competing impulses yeah. and yeah. you got to have both. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, um, uh, and, 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 and I think that there's also a, um, uh, if you're doing it all the time, it's less stressful when you have to do it. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> you when know? I mean, you've shot thousands of people and then somebody says, you need to go shoot this other person. You're like, okay, one of a, another thousand. Yep. Versus oh my God, I've shot 15 people. Right. And this, this is, is like, my chance. Don't screw it up. Exactly. Yep. You know, it's yep. like all those things are natural and that's just like how you roll. Yep. You know, seriously, this dog's killing me.
0: <laughs> She's just snuggling right up. Oh man.
1: This is very odd, huh?
0: It's, it's really weird to see Maggie cuddling with someone who's not me. I really like it. <laughs> I really like it. It's really sweet. And I'm glad to know that she has it in her. <laughs> it exists Maggie.
1: all it you gotta do is you like happy. other people you just
0: gotta talk to other people anyway um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i think as, I, I think we must be getting low on battery yeah probably we've been a look. little maybe 50 minutes
1: yep oh yeah we're critical all right probably decriticalize all right uh you got anything last minute stuff uh I don't when's your next so. thing coming up
0: uh, April 19th. Uh, I worked on this movie called someone great starring okay. Gina Rodriguez and Dewanda wise and Brittany snow and Lakeith Stanfield coming to Netflix. Okay. Um, really fun movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: and uh, yeah. So there will be more episodes of pals with Bill Wadman coming this week. I think I got Mac primo, my friend who directs commercials and makes stuff. I have an actor friend, uh, who I met the other day. Uh, who's coming on this week? And there's somebody else I was going to book in the next couple of weeks. So, so there's lots of those coming. So uh, be on the lookout, people, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye.